Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop, everybody. We're kicking those doors open, getting everybody inside. We're back at you with another exciting interview episode. I'm shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle is celebrating another big promotion today. He's the new junior flat earth inquirer uh, here at the China Shop. Uh, Kyle, how are you doing today? Kyle? <laughs> yeah. Are you you off on your duties inquiring about the, the flat earth? I'm not answering, I'm not answering that. <laughs> oh, you actually picked one that really got to me. I don't want to know uh, that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Apologies. <laughs> no, Apologies. Kidding. I got one better. I got a better one. I got a better one. I'll let it. Our daughter actually started joking around about pretending to be a flat earth. Well, I think she was saying that with some YouTuber she was watching that had like good arguments. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> that will not stand. <laughs> no, not under my roof. She tried to tell me she didn't believe in space once. <laughs> Get the telescope. <laughs> We're going to go look at it right now. I, I, it was a joke promotion, people. That's not actually <laughs> Kyle's job title. Well, come on in, folks. Come on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax. Uh, we are joined uh, to complete our, our Trade Pro Academy trilogy. We are joined today by the infamous Sarah Glass. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. It's uh, news to me that my name is now infamous. Um. <laughs> it, it's been thrown but- around a lot in our circles. Has it? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Everybody good says we need to talk to you. Yes, everybody. Good, that. yeah, in a good way too. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> I hope. Guess um, <laughs> we'll have to have a word with uh, George and Victorio after this, but depending on how it goes. <laughs> Did Victor let you know what you're getting into? Uh no, actually, I feel like I'm walking into it as we speak. Mm. So let's uh, let's roll with the punches and. Well, that, that's even more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> our show we value honesty and and openness with everything that we do more than anything else yeah so in that vein i'd like to invite you to tell us what exactly got you uh, into twitter jail or instagram jail when we initially reached out to you you said you couldn't respond to us mm-hmm. oh um mm-hmm. so is this pg-13 this is rated r no i'm joking guys i'm joking yeah okay okay so everything everything so sometimes i use a i've just joking with you guys saying I know nothing about technology. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know nothing but uh, so there was this uh, VPN I had running on my phone mm. and um, the VPN address I believe was from Russia mm. and I think 
there's some sort of, I, I don't know what it was, but it just kicked me off Instagram temporarily. Really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't sign mm-hmm. it. Yeah. See, that's, that's interesting because sounds tough. When I told Vico I couldn't reach you on Instagram, he showed me your text message chain where you said you deleted it for the weekend because you didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I gotta ask. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. That was a different time. Okay. 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 That was a different time. <laughs> so I actually did get. Okay. So I actually did get kicked off Instagram for using a VPN, and it was like for ten days. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fully made me walk yes, into that. But oh, timelines, totally. you know, timelines are a little bit different. <laughs> but I didn't. But I did end up in Instagram jail once. So that's awesome. It was interesting. So <laughs> all right. So now that we've ambushed you, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, now that you've exposed me, it got you journalism at its finest. <laughs> but, but sometimes I do like breaks from Instagram too, right? I feel like I would love to turn it up, uh, all social media off. Yeah, yeah. Much more frequently. I actually had to reinstall the app uh, because we were on the Discord this morning and they were talking about Instagram stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. All right, reinstall the app. I can't get away with not being on the social media. Fuck. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I can't do it during the week. Like, I use my Instagram as both my personal and for work. Mm -hmm. I'm not that type of person that has two separate accounts because, quite frankly, I'm doing the all the twitter stuff too so i'm like mm-hmm. whatever i'll just make it as one <laughs> um but once in a while like i just like to not be on yeah, it yeah, you know yes, and yeah. i am like i come back and i come back sunday night and i get it reinstated but yeah that's when i do take breaks they're needed <laughs> we ended up getting you getting you in the shop anyway so no no hard feelings here yeah you found me <laughs> starting to regret it like me. <laughs> i just want to point out too that vico said we totally should pull that on you yes i did get clearance we, really? we, got, we got clearance <laughs> yes yeah. oh my yeah. god uh, so if you want to be mad at anybody he's the one yeah. so i am doing a little so i do have to have a talk with george and vico after yeah. all yeah. uh george <laughs> has nothing to do with it just vico. yeah i don't want to get george in trouble yeah i knew it was vico george is too like sweet yeah. <laughs> Actually, he would totally do that, too. <laughs> Probably. Who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? <laughs> Who am I kidding? Yeah, now, now that we've, we're done ambushing you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about <laughs> how you got into stock trading and investing and learning all of the expertise that you currently uh, hold? Well, it's a long story. Um, well, you got so time. my dad. France, 1944. A desperate woman crossing the channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Started a long time ago. Um, so my dad actually um, loves trading. He's always a pretty big trader. He's also a corporate lawyer, but since he's retired, he has become a full-time trader as well. But like he trades totally different than me. He'll just put like tons and tons of money into like he like scalps with like thousands and thousands of shares, and it's <laughs> kind of funny because like mm. we just use options. <laughs> like he's just like. You know, he doesn't know. He's he's going to be 70, right? He, right? he can't teach an old dog new mm-hmm. tricks. He's not learning options, um, <laughs> despite my expertise. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he got me kind of into it. And then I had a friend from a long time ago who was a, who I actually met when I was like in my early 20s, super, super intelligent guy who uh, 
He's also a total asshole. <laughs> but anyways, if you're listening to this, you, you are such an asshole, but I'm always going to be thankful for this. Um, he taught me how to do, he taught me about options trading. And I already started kind of like a small stock account um, because I wanted to start get, getting my feet wet in stocks. Mm-hmm. And once I learned about options and like he was telling me things like the cost is caller strategy and all this really like stuff for someone who's never heard about options is really sophisticated. And um, I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? But all I know, all I'm hearing is this is more leverage than stocks. Mm-hmm. So I uh, convinced me to open an account with Bank Montreal. It's one of the uh, platforms we have here in Canada, and it sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> I just buy my, sh- I just average down on my long term portfolio, and that brokerage now I don't even like look at it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so um, he convinced me to open an account and just started like literally teaching me like constantly like telling me like what's what what's a put what's a call um this that and like it was at a point where like i had my job and i was working and i didn't even i didn't know how to read a chart i didn't know what order flow was and i was like just like refreshing google charts like that's how i was like reading honestly (laughs) it sometimes works because sometimes when you don't have as much access to information and you're such a noob Mm -hmm. it's Actually, I did really well. Like when I look back at the screenshots from when I started out, like I think it was four years ago now, it was like a thousand percent return. I'm like, I would never have held, like I just held things all day, you know, like right. a diamond hand did because I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and I started making sometimes like three, four grand a day. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This is way more than what I'm making at my job. And then obviously, because I didn't know anything, I blew the account soon after mm-hmm. um, <laughs> obviously sounds like dan yeah yeah I've, I've been down that road right well mm-hmm. everyone blows an account so after that um i went to university of toronto for options trading and my friend kind of went mia i don't know where he went um but i did the program there at university of toronto part-time and then all of a sudden my friend re-emerged six months later and literally was in he taught me order flow and huh. it was literally like a boot camp. Like he left his job and like just started hanging out at my place every day, te- doing order flow and trading together and like teaching me stuff that you don't, that like, you know, you're not going to find anything on YouTube about right. this stuff. It's stuff that he's learned trading for Bank of Montreal. So, and like what they use in their program. So that's how I learned. I learned such sophisticated options trading first and then learn charts and everything after so it's kind of interesting oh wow it's really yeah. interesting because i think george was kind of the same way wasn't it didn't he start with futures and then learn options and stocks like you guys are all backwards yeah, <laughs> yeah we all like learned different things you know so it was like and it was like for three maybe six months no i'd say eight months literally like this guy quit his job he didn't want to work anymore so he would just go and like short things and make like you know, thousands, thousands of dollars. He's like a permit bear and just like stay on my couch. Like he never left. And I was like, well, I'm going to like stay here and keep learning from this guy. Like, and he would be, it was literally like boot camp. Like he'd be like, oh, like, okay, is it this actually like our, our program? Yeah, you can swear. Okay. And he's just like, oh, like if I got something wrong, he'd be in my face, be like, that's a ditzy cunt. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, 
but it helped me. Like it was for like that's just the person he is. He talks like that to everybody. He shamed the bad behaviors out of you. Yes, like to an extent, and it like <laughs> the extreme, and it was like from. I don't know, September or August until February, right before COVID uh, hit. It was like that. And then we got had a falling out because I just couldn't take it anymore. And then we had a falling out. We actually don't talk till this day, but I learned really sophisticated order flow. And then from there, I learned everything else on my myself and built on top of it. And um, now it's, it's literally like learning a new language, but once you get it, it's your fluent, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I started working for a signaling service out in California because, you know, no one was working once the pandemic hit. And um, you know, I did really well and I got this big following and, you know, I just because I wasn't approaching it with charts, I was approaching with order flow, I was approaching it with where the shares were going and I just took a totally different approach. And at the same time, when I was working for the service, I was learning charts. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I wanted to kind of have some sort of confluence training, so let me say. So... I want to be able to have multiple sources painting a picture for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it started getting better and better. And then I grew a following large enough and uh, Vico found me. Um, and we started chatting and we went out for dinner and realized that I lived literally right beside his parents. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but before... Okay, I'm sorry. Before this, I just realized I left out a really, really crucial part. I met George in 2017 or 2018 at a okay, okay. at a party through a mutual friend. And it was like a kegger like, <laughs> party, you know? So it's kind of funny that we were all there. Like, that's all I'll say about that night. I knew it. Everybody in Canada <laughs> knows each other. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's only 30 million people. 30 million of us, right? So we have to. Um, and, oh, and we all look like, uh, we all look like Terrence and Philip too. Oh. Like part, we all look, we do look like that in person. Just to add, but, the, the floppy um, heads. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's us. That, we all know each other and we all look like that. Um, but that, so I met him. So I kind of knew George as an acquaintance and then fast forward back where I was. Then so Vico and I were out for dinner and we were chatting and um, at first I was going to try and like say like maybe we could work together and like have like a partnership between the service I was working for. But then the service I worked for kind of blew up. There's a lot of drama. Oh, There's a huge Instagram live like battle. I got to get these guys on your show next because they oh. are just <laughs> ridiculous. These trading wars are ridiculous. You guys should do a series on it. Like, oh, oh yeah. That sounds fascinating. Like these trading groups just get it honestly they could go i i'm not even joking like after that we were done recording this i'm going to give you their contact and tell you that again fantastic (laughs) but um anyway yeah (laughs) anyway that blew up and then i came in to meet george and Biko, and Biko asked me to come in for just to say about like our goals aligned and whatnot and then um a week later george contacted me and said he wanted to bring me on to kind of so how does that work? Uh, does like do you work for Trade Pro or do you just kind of hang out there and get to use all their equipment and keep whatever you're? <laughs> so I work. <laughs> so I do work for Trade Pro. Um, so you hired me on, and ever since I've never looked back. And we've been kind of, I was kind of brought on partially to grow their options um, because mm-hmm. they realized that there was a huge options boom during the. Uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic and because we're all sitting at home day trading, right? I was yep. at my car. 
sorry, I shouldn't say cottage. That's a Canadian term. I was at my lake house <laughs> and I was there for about nine months, like just in my lake house basement, literally <laughs> trading. That was my quarantine. It was beautiful. Like oh, I had this beautiful lake and like whatever, but I wasn't working. So all I would do is trade and like master this craft. Right. So um, anyway, there's a huge options boom during that time. And I'm seeing people that are like, I don't even, didn't even know 17 year olds could trade options, but they are. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how young some people are in these groups. It's crazy. I'm like, I shouldn't even be in this group. Like, I was 31 at the time, 32 now, but I was like, I should not be in this group. Yeah. Like, there's so many like young like kids in here. But yeah, it was, it was just huge. Um, so I helped kind of build and pl- we played a little bit of catch up in the options front, but we offer a lot more value than anything else like i have that very um, unique way of trading and i run the order flow twitter page trade pro flow mm-hmm. um which is real-time order flow alerts mm. um so kind of teach i did an order flow course for trade pro academy and um do some private teaching and yeah it's just ever since we've just been building it and we have pretty high goals for the company and we are all or most of well yeah i'd say we're all trained by someone who worked in an institution. So, um, you know, we want this to bring all the industry knowledge basically to retail mm-hmm. and, you know, help uh, help grow the company to new highs. When did they write the song about you? Uh, what song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Know the flow trader. Second of all, that's amazing. And third, do you guys own the rights to that song or just Trade Pro Academy? <laughs> uh, Dan made it, but we'll probably send you a copy of it so you can use it for your stuff. Oh, my God. My, my motto is, is uh, if I'm inspired and I write something for, for you it's for that joy, like use it all you want. I'm, I'm not greedy. Take it. If you like it, use it wherever yep. you like. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I, I it's already coming to my head, so I'm an idea machine. I, I need, yeah, I need that. Oh, oh. I'm gonna have to, uh, gonna have to do some reels of me like pulling up in like Porsche or Lamborghini with some Louboutins on, yeah, right, and just like you know, have like sunglasses, like yeah, I'm just got some ideas brewing now. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. It's amazing. Okay, so you joined Trade Pro Academy. Uh, we, we've got we've got a solid background. I think I think we're ready for some of the uh, the nitty gritty serious questions. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? Yes, I mean she already answered some of the other questions I had. So you're mostly an options trader, it sounds like. Do you do more day trading or swing trading with options? Um, I do kind of a mix. So I really love leaps. Those who don't know long-term equity anticipation securities, I believe. Man, I should know that. I think I'm right. Um, but I do love them. That sounds right, but I don't know yeah. what they are either. So yeah, please expand. So basically, <laughs> I've heard the term. Okay, good. So basically, they're very long-dated options. Are at least a year expiries at least a year out from the date of purchase. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So I love them because you don't have to worry about that uh, pesky Greek theta mm-hmm. that likes oh. to get in the way. If if you buy, if you sell options, you love yes. theta. But if yes, you're yes. going wrong, I hate it. So um, exactly. So theta is your worst enemy. Um, but leaps, it's a way where theta, you know, it doesn't become a factor for quite a while. And um, if you average in on uh, weakness, and then you get that kind of explosion to the upside finally, and something that's going to go up, like the spy, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to end the year higher than it is, you know. Like, I mean, <laughs> can you imagine if it ends the year down under Biden? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there'd be riots. <laughs> yeah, so something like that, like average in on, on a weakness, and you just kind of sit back and you check it like once a week, once a cu- couple times a week, just to see how it's doing, and um, it's really low stress. Mm. so and it's kind of like a long-term like holding shares with way more leverage so um and for cheaper leaps i really like then i do do some swing trading um and i do do some day trading and i do do scalping i do all of it actually Mm. so so how do you use the order flow uh in this scenario then like why how does that help you uh, uh decide which which positions to get into and when why would that be important for retail investors to understand well why wouldn't it be, right? I mean, you'd want to know. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to know where big money's going? Okay, it was a softball. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, if you're going to see, like, you know, like, okay, for the, for my, in my opinion, one of the most important types of order flow is share activity. So um, if I'm seeing someone put 200 million into NVIDIA, for example, mm-hmm. um, and I'm checking to see that it was bought, and I'm, you know, using some confluence looking at the chart, I may want to follow that and think, well, NVIDIA is probably going to go up. Now, that's just using share activity. There's options. There's different ways you use Greeks to find out the buyer's objective and whatnot. I have a whole course on that. Um, but it's there's ways that you can use it to know if, you know, it's stock going to go up. Is the underlying going to go up or is it going to go down? Um and it's important. How are you seeing these large orders then? Because I mean, if uh, like most of us as retail just see volume, a volume ticker every now and then you'll see a giant spike if you zoom in on like the one minute candles. But as far as as far as seeing a big order, unless you have level two data, right, the, to actually see order books. Well, there's there's different ways. Um, so most of retail, they use a program like Flow Algo, which has like an equity block and dark pool. It has equity blocks and dark pools that are showed. Um, also, Quant Data. Um, that's another platform that shows that, and I guess time and sales. Um, I don't. I use the primary program though that I use because it's real time is, and it's the most. It's the one I was trained on by the professional options trader. 
mm-hmm. what is trade alert. Um, so that one is definitely the most, it's the most advanced order flow program there is. And um, if I can see, I have coded my own to see big blocks come in. Um, mm-hmm. So I see them in real time and something like flow, I'll go and it's all delayed. Right. Right. I'm not sure by how much, but it is delayed. I get it real time with trade alert. And um, that's what I primarily use. I don't even use time sales. I use trade alert plus chart maybe to confirm. I see if the order's at the bid or the ask. And that's how I know if something's being bought or sold. Why is that important or how does that differentiate it? Well, because, well, like I said, like if you're seeing, let's say, a huge block trade for 200 million on NVIDIA, not connected to options, meaning it's directional, it's not hedged mm-hmm. with like, mm-hmm. a, you know, someone buying puts or selling premium for a ceiling if i'm seeing that at the ask and i go and pull up let's say like the one minute chart just to see the spike it's maybe i'll also look at the one hour and whatnot try to paint the picture which is really the trick in my opinion um then you know i may go long on the video mm-hmm. right i mean it's not that's not a bad it clicks off all the boxes it's not a bad trade um if someone's putting 200 million in it i can put you know 2000 in a day trade (laughs) so (laughs) i can so um yeah that's kind of how it can help um for day traders especially um in swing trades all kinds of trading if you know where the money's going just follow the cash really uh, what about for options then? Because uh, I know like Benzinga like throws out alerts all the time. You see uh, a call sweeps, call right at the bid, bullish or bearish sentiment based on whether it's bid or ask. I said the market closed the day with a ton of Apple options order alerts. Like it started at noon and like every 10 minutes, another big options buy at the sweep came in on Apple. Like every every 15 mm-hmm. time, minutes. But Apple's Apple hasn't moved since it's split yeah. in August. Yeah. <laughs> we can, maybe we can blame Biden for that too. <laughs> no, <I'm Yeah>. joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apple's been flat. <laughs> yeah. Do you use uh, the? I mean, does that constitute as uh, keeping track of order flow too? Watching those options alerts. Is there something oh, yeah. you gain from that? So that's the main type of order flow. I was just using. Well, I guess that's not the best term. There's many types of order flow. Um, but most people think of options order flow. And I use that definitely. Um, so order flow can't, for example, what I look for in order flow um, is I look for sweeps because I know there's an urgency to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, I look for it, the order happening at the ask because I know there is also an urgency to get in. Um, I'm looking for an odd number of contracts because that's less likely to be connected to puts or premium sold or shares. Ah, it's a little trick. One of the ones. Okay. That's interesting. Little trick of the trade. You'll always, if you got, maybe you guys will follow my trade pro flow Twitter after this, but you'll see, I almost all. I already am. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I almost always have an odd number of contracts there. Um, mm-hmm. that are purchased. Like, not always, but a lot of the time. So um, that's also something I'll look for. Um, it depends how long I really want to hold the position. I mean, sometimes I'll go look at the Greeks and try to figure... I mean, I do, but I haven't in a long time because I've just been so busy with other things. I've just been day trading and not really swinging. But um, if I do swing trade, I tend to look at the Greeks. Um, I want to see what you know, the gamma is and delta, but at the same time, when you've been doing this for a long time, you kind of can just look and know right away anyway. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really dwell that deep anymore. 
but I do recommend it when you're starting out. Um, sometimes I'll do status, though, highlighting the Greeks for more sophisticated orders. But um, to keep it simple, yeah, I'm looking for sweeps at the ask, odd number of contracts, not connected to, like, not a spread, not connected to shares. Um, and I'm looking at the spot price. So I don't want to pay any, I always want a better price than the flow I'm ordering, I'm following, mm-hmm. or I want the same price. I will never pay more than the order I'm following. Yeah, because a lot of those I tend like, to move the share price uh, pretty pretty quickly too, don't they? They can, yeah. If you missed your entry, I mean, I don't, a lot of the time, unless I'm looking at the chart, like obviously there's exceptions. I'm looking at the chart and I'm seeing this huge rally and I have to get in at the ask just to get a piece. Um, I will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the rule of thumb is to get their price or a better yeah. price. Um, so I look for that. Um, and pretty much, those are kind of like bare bones stuff I look for, I guess, when I'm tweeting flow. Yeah, th- oh, that makes sense then, because I think what you're doing there is you're just trying to eliminate hedges or, like you said, people selling. Pretty much, yeah. I don't follow bid orders ever, because that indicates they were selling premium. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so I don't follow those. Just follow ask, sweeps, odd number of contracts, want to get it time it was executed, want to get a better price. And that's kind of like the main stuff. That I'm oh, and I also I want volume to exceed open interest. Um, uh-huh. Ooh. that's another oh, one, that's especially good. for swings. So that's another little trick. Um, when volume exceeds open interest, it implies that the move has yet to happen. Hmm. Okay. That's yeah. We're writing these down. Sorry for the dead air. Yeah, yeah we might have to <laughs> we might have to go back to putting those options alerts back in. <laughs> exactly. You just revived our options alerts segment. Damn it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I was not having to do the yeah. research. <laughs> well, we we went through and all the ones we were tracking, we went back through and figured out that about 80% of them finished out of the money. Yeah. Or or, or lost money. Yep. Uh, we're like, well, where's the value in this unless you're planning on selling those? <laughs> so it may just been, I mean, we did finally figure out to start tracking sweeps and then looking for bullish sentiment more. But uh, mm-hmm. even those didn't seem like they're doing very well. Well, it depends. I mean, like those, a lot of those, like the flow you're getting, some like Benzinga, it's, you know, I don't know if it really has a human eye on it, you know? No, no, I think it's just uh, generated uh, automatically, I'm guessing, just based on the way the art, or the posts are written. Right. So, I mean, you shouldn't be follow- following any of those blind, right? You should be using some sort of analysis. On- I mean, that's great if it catches your attention. They're right. But. Mm-hmm. Um, having it and a couple of them using, did work out fairly well when we when that, we did exactly that went back through quantified it looked for what they were looking for right so um yeah there's that it is i mean i hear that's a okay service i don't use it but um i mean especially if you're starting out mm-hmm. um it's not it helps to have someone pointing that or something ai i don't know what they use um <laughs> there goes my bad technology yeah. again i have no idea what they use but um right it, it does whatever it is you know to get started it's not whatever it is it didn't work so yeah. <laughs> it's better to follow whatever sarah's tweeting out from trade trade pro yes. flow is what yeah. it sounds like so we'll have to put that link in the uh the episode description yes absolutely yeah, that'd be awesome and maybe that's where we'll start gathering those from if we go back to uh talking about them on the weekly show yeah and I really appreciate the information because that's always been at the heart of our discussion is how do we know if this is a hedge or not? How do we know what this options alert right. is really telling us? Uh, and, you know, just being in the dark, it's not something I was able to figure out on my own. 
Well, we kind of, it sounds like we we did kind of figure it out after you know nine months of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around with them. <laughs> I mean, maybe it took yeah. a little longer than it should have, but you do eventually. Um, <laughs> one, I'll give you a little trick: premium. Um, you know, if someone's likely throwing a lot of money into you know a contract, it's most likely not a hedge. Um, you can't really see a lot of that on retail order flow programs, but online trade alert, you can see all of it. So. Mm-hmm. You can see if everything's a spread or if it's tied to options. You can see when, even learn to see when big money's hiding their orders and executing it at different, um, in different orders at like uh-huh. close to the same time. But you can put it all together. Like they they try to trick you. So it's right. kind of like a game of it's like poker, really. Yeah. So they break up their orders into multiple blocks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and you have to learn to identify those too. It's um. <laughs> It's a sophisticated craft. It really is. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds sounds exhausting. So, <laughs> it can be. It can be. Do you do any of the Trade Pro Academy videos? Because I'm Kyle and I are actually taking the courses right now. Yes, right. Loving it too. By the way, I'm okay. assuming at some point, some point there, th- this will be talked about in the options courses. Do do you did you do any of those videos? Yes, so I did order flow modules one to six okay. that are connected to the options um, course. Ah, so now I got to subscribe to Trade Alert. Uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I, know, right? I, I don't do Trade Alert. Uh, like I reference it a bit, but I actually for a lot of um, the teaching in that course, I do. I reference um, Flow Algo because it's something that is a bit more retail yeah. friendly. Um, however, trade alert, I do also teach privately, um, but it's, it's not easy to learn. It's a really steep learning okay. curve. Okay. So um, some, something I couldn't put in like a course that's a little bit more of a blanket course. Um, it's mm. very specialized and uh, you need some human intervention to learn it. So I do do that as well. Oh, all right. Uh, are any of these tools free? <laughs> <laughs> uh, trade pro. <laughs> Okay, Trade Pro Flows there free. You um, yes, yes. So you can follow there and use it like you would Benzinga. So that's free. Um, and YouTube. <laughs> I'm doing a <laughs> you, Okay, I'm doing a YouTube series also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called What Institutions Don't Want You to Know. And it's all about basic functions of Trade Alert. Um, so you can also check that series out and subscribe to our channel. So you'll get the alerts for the new episodes that are coming out. Um, but that's another way to kind of get a little bit of a freebie or a taste for it. And then if you really want to take it to the next level, we do offer training. Okay. So the, uh, the YouTube stuff that you guys do, I've watched a few of those before we got access to your guys' trading programs and, uh, they've been pretty good too, especially, okay. uh, the, the end of day recaps. I do enjoy watching those. Oh yeah. Those are, so that's something that we implemented only a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. but we thought it was, you know, we do the live rooms from nine thirty. Oh no, are you in our live room? I joined it uh, today. That was my first one. Oh, oh, nice. In the futures room or options? Uh, uh, the options. Okay, all right. So, um, so I watched Vico get slaughtered on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, I made a mistake too, and I was down like a grand today. I only trade very small amounts for the live room because um, mm-hmm. I'm also trying to, I'm trying to make everyone money. Um, but right. also it's kind of hard to focus on yourself. Right. So oh, yeah, um, yeah. I 
just trade a very small amount. So I only keep about 10 grand in that account at a time. Then once I reach 10 grand, I take some out or I write after, or right under 10 grand, maybe I'll take out like three grand or something and put it into shares and just build it back up. But um, it's today I was actually down a grand and then I handed the day down like 40 bucks. <laughs> so I was, I was happy that I made the, came back from $960. <laughs> I meant to, to only be learning and watching. Uh, and then I end up not being able to help myself, but it's funny. You say small amounts. I was even smaller. I'd, <laughs> I, just oh. <laughs> taste into it. I like to have a little tiny bit just to kind of feel like I'm playing along. Uh, so I ended up making like 80 bucks. I was quite happy with that Yeah, for when I wasn't supposed to be trading at all. I was not in the options trading room, but I did buy some SPY puts today that uh, kicked me in the teeth. And I'm feeling a lot better now uh, knowing oh, that I only lost yeah. about oh. $80. So... <laughs> 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 Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Could have been like Vicos. I just finished risk management, so I wasn't about to risk anything I couldn't lose. Oh, right. good job, Dan. You're, yeah, you're good. Yes, I'm applying. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, like, happy you guys are enjoying the course. And, you know, like we're pretty big proponents of risk management. Um, however, sometimes I'm like, fuck, oh, risk management just made me sell something. I would have hit. I would have had a... Th- 500% right. return, but I don't say that. I, I don't say, I'm not allowed to say that, but sometimes it happens. That. Yeah, I think that. George pointed out that we should not uh, blame past self for valuing risk over potential rewards. Yeah. That's- Sorry, what did he say? I just watched. I just watched the lesson where he said, uh, "Don't blame, don't beat yourself up if past you decided that the risk wasn't worth it and you valued the, you know, not making the trade because you can't lose money not trading." Well, in a perfect world, yes, but we always beat ourselves up a little bit. That's right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me deserves it though. He's a little bitch. Hey, look how it happened with me. I was called. I was called a ditzy cunt every day for eight nine months, and it worked. I became an order flow analyst. It sounds like you went through the same boot camp I did. Is what it sounds yeah. Like. yeah. It was. It was. It was pretty crazy. When I look back, I'm like, God, he was such a fucking asshole. But man, I'm so happy he taught me this. I can't tell if I hope he hears this or not because you just validated his. His method, <laughs> on the one hand, yeah, maybe right. I should. You know what? Maybe I'll send it to him and just like not say anything. Right. There you go. There you go. Who knows? We'll yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. When when we got George on the show, one of the things that was a big eye opener for me, just coming from the retail blind man running, you know, bumping around trying to figure out how to do it, uh, was he was talking about day trading futures and saying like. Yeah, basically, he just waits for the the all the sellers to be done selling, and then buys. And uh, <laughs> that's exactly what, that's it. And yeah. is, you, so, so with order flow analysis, does that inform your? Is that basically what you're doing when you're watching it to make a trade? You're you're just using order flow to be like, oh, yep, all them sellers, they're done. Let's move in. Um, sometimes, I mean, today I'm like, why is there so many calls coming in during the sell-off and all these horrible fills, right? So, uh, but I wasn't using TradeAlert in the live room. I just use Flow. I'll go for sake of convenience. I don't have time to analyze orders. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, it, it can, like you can catch the bottom, but you know, with Flow, I'll go and the live room style, you kind of have to also pay attention to levels. Um, 
and you have to pay attention to the trend. And I mean, George in particular is very good at catching the bottom. He always tells people, don't be, you know, bottom feeders. But right. <laughs> George, <laughs> I don't want to say George is like the king of bottom. <laughs> <laughs> So bad. Oh, that's a soundbite right that's there. So oh, bad. That is a soundbite right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is so good at catching the bottom and just like letting, like, just riding it the rip. Like, that's like his style. That's his little niche thing. And um, I've gotten actually a lot better at it too. And flow can kind of help you, in theory, catch the bottom in the sense that. You're starting to see a turnaround. You're starting to see buying volume. You're seeing like repeat calls come in, for example, mm-hmm. maybe on the spy. Maybe you could probably expect a bit of a turnaround, right? Like it's a confluence is telling you. Mm-hmm. So um, there's you want correlation. You know, you want you want all these things to kind of pick the bottom, and eventually you can get good at it. But I don't recommend it for someone who's just starting out. Yeah, uh, where they say don't catch a falling knife. Yeah, exactly. You very likely could be catching the falling knife. So. You will be catching the ball. Right. So, not likely you will. So, don't do it right away. But George, is, George has been trading. He's a, like, I think he's 36. He's been trading for, I, I could have sworn 20 yeah. years. Yeah. but That's possible. <laughs> yeah. like I wouldn't doubt it. Guy's been doing it way longer than all of us. So, I guess he can pick the bottom pretty well. Okay. Uh, all right. So, so. <laughs> When we had Vico on here, he said that you actually were the one that turned him on to the rotation out of tech using order flow. How does order flow inform sector rotation? Well, that's exactly what it does. It's, for example, like let's say we're seeing a ton of um, options in Apple like we did yeah. today. What, like mm-hmm. Apple is the market, mm-hmm. right? And in particular, it's tech. So that's telling me that, you know, let's say I go and I look and I see all these Apple shares are being bought. They're being accumulated for weeks. That's telling me that, you know, there's going to be some tech upside, mm-hmm. right? That's big tech sector flow. Um, but also you can kind of narrow down flow, flow by sector too, in addition to that. But something like that is, you know, Apple's kind of like a canary, right? Like it's like you want to see, okay, yep. they're all throwing right. money at Apple. So maybe tech's going to rally in. What I was seeing before for weeks was an accumulation of reopening back when the meme stock thing was happening, all these meme squeezes, this big money was actually piling piling their money into oil and all this other reopening stuff. They're always ahead, right? right. So um, it's the smart money is what we say. And it's always, it's even before, we have an infographic actually that, well, we have one, but we also saw on someone else's page. <laughs> yeah we made our own um but it's like the accumulation of order flow and smart money's first and then institutional investors and then retail and then this and before you know it you know institutions are already out in the next or smart money i should say is already out in the next rotation i mean that's kind of the way george keeps explaining it is uh, institutions basically selling to retail <laughs> and then yeah. buying back from retail and retail gets tired of it they're always um yeah that's ex- he's exactly right they're always a step ahead Always. Mm-hmm. So being able to see what they're accumulating, like I saw them, I remember last July and August accumulating like crazy GM and Ford, mm-hmm. like crazy. And had I bought leaps, had I held those now, they would have been worth a ton. I think I started selling puts on Ford about a month or two ago. <laughs> I think GM was at like 
10 bucks and the world was like yeah. 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't even know what it was last oh, August. okay wow yeah that wow so as you can know i'm kicking myself i had a ton of leaps because i saw it but mm-hmm. you get tired of dead money and you sell them early and that's just something i shouldn't probably shouldn't have done um that's an example of watching smart money accumulate right that shares yep. especially because they don't have any expiry yeah so uh, you mentioned meme stocks Maybe we should get your take on, uh, what, what's your take on AMC? Um, I'll trade it. It's, I mean, I'll day trade it. I, I, you know what? I don't want to be biased to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to get in and this and that. Um, no, I'll trade it if it's happening. Like that, I'm just going to trade what I see. Um, I already mm-hmm. kicked myself for not getting into GameStop the first time I saw tons of, um, it's really funny actually, cause I'm seeing that wall street bets. They think they're like this army that's going, putting out all these hedge funds out of business. Like, melting capital and right. citron and you know god knows who else um but really when you can read smart money order flow you're seeing they're buying calls like crazy they were really pushing it up all like 50 million dollars in calls you know like it's i knew it they were playing retail like a fiddle but at the same t- and they were actually going and I'm sure they had bots encouraging uh-huh. the continued rally in these names on mm-hmm. Reddit, Wall Street bets, and whatnot. I mean, I'm sure there is a few hedge funds that were short that you know got screwed over big time. But there is a lot of smart money behind that rally. But I didn't get in. I knew it. I knew it. I think so. I didn't get in <laughs> because of this pesky little thing called implied volatility. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if this, if GameStop does not rally. Like, you know, at least a hundred bucks overnight tonight, this thing right. is going to go to zero and I'm going to take a huge hit. So I didn't go in. GameStop rallied $200 the next, or 215 bucks overnight because right. uh, math was in and made that tweet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. And I was like, I did everything right by not getting in. <laughs> by And that's what I said, too much access to information. Had I just bought... Because everyone else was getting in, and I was some noob on Wall Street bets, I would have made a killing. So right. I was kicking myself. But now I trade them, I day trade them in the room. I just look for volume, and you know, I never hold them long, though. I'd rather give up the gains. So, yeah, have you, did you see, have you been watching at all any of the order flow on AMC? Like, do you have any kind of informed opinion on, on you're just, it's just like there are some hedge funds that are promoting the, the online army? They're, they're helping pump it. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I do watch the order flow on AMC. I mean, it's always the pre-market volume winner lately. Um, mm-hmm. So I do always check, like, share activity from, especially 4 p.m. Uh, the prior day, because that's the most important, because the options market is closed. So it's not connected to options. completely uh, directional. Okay. So I look to see if anyone bought or sold AMC. Um, and that will usually kind of, plus I'll take a glance at the options, and that will kind of tell me what AMC is going to do the next day. Um, so, I do, yeah, I do look at it. Um, I haven't looked at it today, so I can't tell you if there's a ton of put or call Damn flow. Um, no, but there was there was so much uh, last week that it was expiring for that quad witching. Um, like, mm-hmm. how much of that do you think was retail, and how much of that was institutional money? Oh, um, that was that was definitely retail. It was sure. okay. From what I saw, yeah, I think mm. that was real. Because there's like half a million contracts that were set to expire in the money. So I think they, um, yeah, like I think they were just, you know, the thing is, is that 
fine, there's 72 strike. And in theory, in order flow, you say, okay, 72 strike. That means for this date, this stock has to get $72 or more. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But a lot of these things, these orders are, um, they're not long holds. All they need is a volume spike and they need right. their, their delta and more, even more so their gamma to just mm-hmm. explode in value for a couple of minutes to go super green and get out. Yep. Um, and that's one thing I've noticed, especially this year. This is something that did not happen last year, which is odd because we would see these $120 moves on Tesla and Amazon and whatnot. I guess this is actually why we don't see it. Um, is we see huge scalping um, mm-hmm. positions. Like we'll see a Tesla short. I saw a Tesla short come in like a month ago, 5.5 million in premium. And that guy held it for like five minutes. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> You're going to put 5.5 <laughs> million on the line to make like a million. But that was a good return. I mean, it sold off temporarily and then he got out. Wow. It was crazy. So you have to be so fast now with the way rotations are in 2021. This whole meme stock thing. It's just, it's it's a little bit different landscape than it was a year ago. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till I can bet 5.5 yeah, million. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, for a 30 second date, 30 second trade, 5.5 that would be mil. exactly how I do it. I'm like, no, give me it back. I don't want to do yeah, this. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Yeah, the panic, like, it's crazy. So, it's a different year now. Do you have any favorite stocks that you want to tell us about? Um, well, likely I am. Lately, I am liking the memes for the day trading. Mm hmm. Yeah, I usually always like to scalp Tesla. Tesla's kind of like my bread and butter. It's some stock I'm really comfortable with. It has a high beta. It always moves. Almost. Not always, but a lot of time it moves. And it's just some, like you get kind of familiar with its movement. And you, I just like trading Tesla a lot. Like I'm always, if you're an Ecofin, I think the stock I talk about, or we, we, have, we don't signal, but we have trade ideas. Mm-hmm. I'll almost always say I'm getting into Tesla. You know, like right. that's mentioned a few times a week. I have a Tesla trade, <laughs> you know, so it's, I'd have to say that's my favorite and just really anything that moves. I want movement. I want volatility. Don't care what it is as long as it's going some way. And some, like, I don't really like pennies. I don't like the, um, I've had to grow to kind of like them because of the whole wall street thing. But if you asked me a year ago, I never would have touched a stock worth under 10 bucks. No. Okay. So, um, that, but that was just because they were, they're so volatile right. um, and they can drop as fast as they rally and wipe your premium out when you're doing it with options. So I just didn't like the, I just didn't like the way they move. Mm. I like the way they move when I'm selling the premium. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't like buying them. <laughs> I actually have a wish position today that I said in echo fin um, that it sold off wish. And then I bought on the dip and right now it's up 5.41% after hours. Oh. That's a, kind of a penny so actually my it's now in the money of 14 calls let's see if they hold that's um, one thing i hate is when my options go in the money and after hours i can't do anything about it and then the morning right before yeah. you see all the profit taking yeah, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know it's painful to watch it's so painful so painful i know it well uh i got one last uh quick question as far as option selection um what uh like what what strike price are you looking at or i guess even delta value are you looking for a specific delta value when you're trying to pick the the contracts you're using for these day trades yeah i like at the money 50 percent. that's my favorite um mm-hmm. but if i'm day trading or scalping you can go 
And let's say like you can't afford out the money. Some of these contracts are super expensive. Oh, God, I know. Yeah. Um, you can start with being out of the money. Um, close as you can risk and afford to go being out mm-hmm. the money. Cause that's, you know, we have the highest gamma out the money. So that's what we want. Um, right. But you know, if you can as close as you can, and then as the days go on though, you have to get closer and closer to being out the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because your trade has less and less of a chance of hitting its strike. Right. Um, so you need to go closer, but you can start Mondays out the money. And then as the contract prices get cheaper, you can slowly go closer to closer at. So Probably in weeklies in that case. Yeah. In weeklies, like day trading, scalping. So you want the, mm-hmm. as close to 50% Delta, you want your Delta as close to 50% as possible because you want the high gamma to accompany mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, and lower, a little bit lower theta. So there's, that's what I would try to look for. Um, even tomorrow when we're, you guys, I hope you both join tomorrow. Um, I will be. <laughs> Dan, okay. I don't know if you're working. Um, tomorrow, no. Well, no. I, guess, I was afraid. Um, I didn't know if my mic would work or not, so I just was sitting really as quietly as possible. <laughs> so I couldn't figure out how, <laughs> how to mute. <laughs> I, like, I don't think they'll let our mics work here, but just in case, I'll be quiet. Yeah. No, it's don't worry. They, they're okay, all... <laughs> And then, and then we have Chris that comes in actually in our live room. He's is he great. The English he's, guy. He's the English. The he's the English guy. Yeah, yeah okay. and he's just yeah. It's it's kind of lovely. It's calming to listen to the British accent during the live room. It's like you have yes. this money on the line, and you're watching your money be sapped out of your account. All of a sudden, you Chris is really calm, British accent. <laughs> kind of sounds like, like yeah. you're watching golf. Yeah, yeah. It's like David, the David Attenborough of options. that's what i'm gonna call him um but yeah he's in it too he's just fantastic at market structure and he uses trade alert as well he's he's a great trader um so it's good to have him on board as well all right dan do you have uh anything else you want to ask before we move on to the the fun and games we prepared no kyle i am just ready for fun and games (laughs) are you ready Uh uh-oh what am I walking into now? <laughs> okay, so I may have misunderstood when Vico said you were an expert on flow. So uh, we prepared a game here where I'm going to read you a rap lyric and have you complete the flow. And if you can name the song and the artist, then you get bonus points. Uh-oh. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> are, you a fan of, are you a fan of rap? We should probably start with that. <laughs> um, some. Okay. Yes. All right, so uh, let's, let's go with the first one here. <clears throat> His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his blank. Sweater, mom's spaghetti. Ah, ding, 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 ding. It was? Eminem. All right. Nice. Eminem. Okay. Right, piece right. of cake. Let's go, let's go back in time a little bit further. <laughs> well, that was a meme. I mean, that's everywhere on Instagram. That's easy, guys. You can do better than that. It's on Instagram? Yeah, it's a meme. Uh, I guess I should look at it more often. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's like how many years old, it's a meme. <laughs> okay. All right. How about, how about this one? <clears throat> now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to blank. Oh, no idea. No idea. <laughs> That's movie. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to. Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm... Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes. I'm trying to read these in my whitest voice possible. Yes. I was going to say, I think. I think that's part of it. I'm like, I don't recognize that too. <laughs> all right. All right. I got two more. Let's see if you okay. can uh, get 50% or better. 
okay. I was going to go to class before I got high. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm blank. Uh, sorry, say that again. You're. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was going to go to class before I got high. Okay. I could have right. cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. I'm blank. Something, and I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Does that count? Do that that's pretty close. Take it next semester, and I know, and I know why. I'm, okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I should have known that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This, if you can get this one, I'll be very oh, impressed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Epic. <clears throat> I say rolling around, sitting on dubs, cannot lie, was high <laughs> on shrubs, cooling in my Escalade. Man, I'm paid. I got it made. Take me to your special place. Close your eyes. Show me your face. Blank. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> if I told you it was Dave Chappelle, would you have any idea then? What? Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you my God. The R. Kelly song. <laughs> That's, oh, my <laughs> God. Yes, the line is, uh, I'm going to pee on you. <laughs> I'm going to piss uh... on you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew that one. I wish I got. I know the song, but I wish I could have guessed. I wish we could have had the rights to that because I would have loved to have played it. Oh. I know. Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. But I got fifty percent. Yeah. Right? Yes. All right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, for, for me, misunderstanding. Fifty percent. <laughs> you win a smash it your sh- yourself mug from the china shop. Oh, amazing! Oh, we might have shot glasses coming too. Oh yeah, even better. Oh sweet! Well, I actually. I collect a, like, I have, like, a Tesla mug, I have a bullish mug, I have a, a this, like, little Donald Trump mug that says, I'm the best trader. There's no trader better than me. I'm the best trader in the world. It's, like, little cartoon Trump. Oh, that's great. Oh, so this is like perfect. That. Oh. Perfect. So, a new mug. I love it. All right, Dan. I think we probably need to close up. This has been a really, really, really great time. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sarah. Uh, I Thank you for having me and mm-hmm. busting my balls. A bit. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> only in, only out of love, <laughs> only out of love. <laughs> Blame yeah. Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. We're still shut down. So. <laughs> Are you? Like, I thought you were open. No, we're, we have patios open that just, oh. I think opened last week for bars. That's it. We're closed still. Um, I saw so hockey was Canada, allowed, yeah. so I figured that would. Mean no one's al- no, no one's allowed in the stands. It, oh, um, God. It's it's pretty crazy here. So it's I th- I have a feeling Canada would allow hockey during a nuclear holocaust. Probably, Probably. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Get on the ice. There's so. no ice. I mean, it's melted. Just get out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fast I am. I melt that ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. They, thank you for having me. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. We're so we're so glad uh, you've stuck around to the end of this exciting, awesome, super interview with Sarah Glass, completing our epic Trade Pro Academy trilogy. Uh, we're going to have a link to her order flow Twitter here in the episode description. I highly recommend I, you follow that. I've been following it actually for a couple of weeks now, uh, ever since I saw the, the two Bulls account follow it. I was like, oh, damn, yeah, I got to follow that. But uh, uh, yeah. So we're going to close up shop. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, Kyle, any, any parting thoughts? Any parting word of wisdom? No. No. Kyle's offline.
Everybody's offline. Oh, oh. no, just, just it's just you and me not left, Sarah. Oh. Anyway, yeah. All right, Kyle, you're offline, so you don't get to be part of the goodbye. Folks, we'll catch you again soon. Come back to the shop. We'll be opening up very quickly. We got some more exciting interviews coming up with those two dudes from Change Bridge Capital. We'll see what they have to say. Anyway, until then, happy trades. My name's Kyle, and I'm saying goodbye right now. And I think Dan's the best guy ever. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, my internet dropped out. <laughs> oh, oh, you are here. I just <laughs> no, no, strike that. I just finished saying goodbye. <laughs> I just finished saying goodbye. <laughs> uh, oh, that was the perfect time to lose connect. Did you do that? No, I don't have the power to do that. <laughs> All right, I don't know anything about these Ethernets. You, these Ethernet. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, Ethernets, Ethernets. I don't Kyle, know. Do you want, do you want to say goodbye <laughs> before I stop the recording? Bye, folks. <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.